When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Hey, good morning. We're back. It's the Donna and Steve show on My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. Let's talk music. Give me a beat. It's time to talk music. I enjoy music. With Donna Valentine. Steve Patterson. You like Huey Lewis in the news? This, this is the beat. beat. Let's start with the weekend. Okay. This is an interesting little right up. We were just we, we were just grasping at straws yesterday, saying, "Isn't he also in a show that's about? Oh yeah, it's the Idol. It's about to come out on HBO." This is after we had heard that he had written and would be co-starring opposite Jenna Ortega, right. aka Wednesday Adams. In an upcoming movie. Right. And in this one, I think he is starring opposite Lily Rose Depp as a rising pop star. Who I guess comes under like the the spell of his character, who is a nightclub owner and leader of like a Nexium-like cult. So, you know, fans are excited about this. But then there's a little behind the scenes stuff going on. I mean, they're saying that there was at some point during production, they uh, had a had a director named Amy Sametz. She was let go. This happened almost a year ago, April twenty twenty two. She's let go in the midst of the production. So then, um, Euphoria's Sam Levinson, he comes in, takes over as the director, and mm, according to the report, well, it depends who you ask. Mm. Because according to the report, he scraps the nearly finished fifty-four oh. to seventy-five million dollar project to rewrite and reshoot oh. the whole darned thing. Interesting. Okay, I, I would say so. They also say that when this happened, that they it, a bunch of headaches ensued. Right, you're already on a production. You already have a certain amount of time that you're committing to it. And it's like, oh boy, okay, this is already a, a lot. And then they say that uh, the show suffered frequent delays and changes to the production due to the unfinished scripts when Sametz was directing after her exit, according to the story, what was supposed to be two to three m- months more of filming stretched into five. So that's like two times longer than they were supposed to go. Uh, people who worked on the show also noted a shift in tone and some disturbing scenes written but not filmed portraying sexual violence because of that whole cult portion of it i would assume i, I would imagine somebody uh 
Somebody said, what I signed up for was a dark satire of fame and the fame model in the 21st century. The things that we subject our talent and stars to, the forces that put people in the spotlight and how that can be manipulated, they say, in the post-Trump world. This is one source telling that to Rolling Stone. It went from satire to the thing it was satirizing. Oh, so I see. So like, it all you know, just sort of went haywire. Okay, so The Weeknd responded to this because I believe the initial article was in Rolling Stone. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, okay, mm-hmm. and you're probably getting information from like the Hollywood Reporter. The Hollywood Reporter's oh, writing about the big Rolling Stone write-up, yeah. Who's owned by the same parent company anyway. Sure. So... The weekend then responds to this, includes a clip on Twitter that says, Rolling Stone, did we upset you? Here's that clip. So Rolling Stone came back to us about a cover, and I think it's worth pursuing. Rolling Stone? Are they a little irrelevant? It's a cover. It's a heritage brand. I think it's fail-safe. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like it might be kind of past its prime. You know what I mean? Yeah, nobody cares about Rolling Stone. Um, well, I know a few writers over there that I think would handle whatever we want to do with them in a really careful way, which I think is important at this point. Rolling Stone has six million followers on Instagram. Mm. Mm-hmm. Half of them probably bots. Well, <laughs> I don't know about that. And Jocelyn has 78 million followers. <laughs> I am aware of her follower count. All real. Yeah. I'd assume. Mm-hmm. So she does a photo shoot. She tags them. They get her followers. More money for Rolling Stone. Uh-huh. Nothing for Jocelyn. There's a lot for Jocelyn. Not on Rolling Stone. <laughs> mm-hmm. So that was his, you know, response to the article. Right. And they, they responded, not at all. Rolling Stone responded. So they weren't, they're, they're, they, they tweeted back. No, we're good. Wow. Not offended. Uh, HBO also said that uh, they say throughout the process, the creative team has been committed to creating a safe, collaborative, and mutually respectful working environment. And last year, the team made creative changes they felt were in the best interest of both the production and the cast and crew. We look forward to sharing the idol with audiences soon. They say the initial approach to the show and production of the early episodes, unfortunately, did not meet HBO standards, so we chose to make a change. Hmm. It's probably going to make more people watch. Absolutely. You know? The story itself, absolutely. Yeah, I could have done without the Nexium cult vibe. Me too. I like the original satire of, like, fame, fame, the fame machine, what they make people do. Even that that little bit of dialogue there, that's interesting. Conversations that managers and publicists and agents are having with talent nowadays. Mm Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I think... Maybe they thought, oh, this has been done before. We need a different kind of angle. I don't like it either. But Now. All right. Let's go to Michael Jackson. I have other music news for you. Last night, I was on the old TikTok, just getting my talks in before it's banned by the government. So, <laughs> it's just, I, I, don't, I don't know who I follow. I don't know. I have a very disjointed TikTok life. It gives me a lot of things that it's like, maybe you'll like this. Also, Donna, we don't have the time, but there's some stuff happening out there that you would just be like, oh, please. I mean, the ASMR people out there, it's weird. There's just weird. It's just a weird community. Anyway, all sorts of things that they're posting. People are just reading 
your future live on TikTok. They're talking real. A lot of that. A lot of that on TikTok. I even participated in this random ASMR thing comes up and I I was like, okay, fine, I'll do it. And she said, close your eyes. There's going to be a blue light that comes across the camera. And this is going to be mimicking headlights passing on a highway. And now you're in the back seat of your parents' car. Oh, my God. No I'm, kidding. I'm getting so angry then right now. Then she starts scratching the mic. And then she was like, you, you're exhausted because you just had a long day at the park. And I was like, all right, I'm out. I'm, I'm not doing this. The headlight thing did work, though. Why am I bringing that up? Well, a random Michael Jackson video popped up. This is apparently, if believed <laughs> to be true, this is Michael Jackson in 1997 on stage in Munich, singing Blood on the Dance Floor, this is what they are saying is his isolated mic without uh. anything that was going on. Someone in the comments said he was battling like sickness and maybe laryngitis at the time. But here is the king of pop like you have never heard him before. Well, I can't enjoy that simple dance. And see that this is like the time we all heard Linda McCartney singing in Wings. <laughs> There's a part where he ends up doing his Michael Jackson scream. This is not real. <laughs> I think it's real. This is not real. I don't know. Is it real, Mike? I don't know. <laughs> is he maybe like sick and running around and just doesn't have it? Stuffy nose. That could be. Yeah, he's. It's matching him up really, really well. That's what I'm saying. That's, it looks real. I don't know. There are people battling in the comments saying this is real or this isn't real. People saying, no, he it's real, but he was sick that day. That makes sense. Then somebody else says, literally everyone in the comments thinks this is real. Ha, ha, ha. So I don't know what to believe. Somebody's like, why didn't anyone working for him say, like, hey, you can't sing tonight. <laughs> Fans will understand. Just randomly pot a little bit. Turn it back up right now. No, Listen to what it is. Like, the way he's moving while his voice right? changes, it sounds so, it looks so real. Very I, accurate. What I would love to know, though, is actually watch the video of what it sounds like to the sounds audience. Like, like yes. what they were actually able to do and manipulate it to make it right. sound good. There is a part. These fans are loving it. Just crank yeah, they don't, they're crank not the hearing music. it. That's it. Wow. We gotta go. Oh, I think he just did a little scream. Go back like five seconds. I need that as a drop, please, yes. Mike. If we yes. can have that, I need to call that back later in the show. Right. That could be our yeah, of the day at the end of the show. I think it's going to be. Uh, all right, when we come back, we got to take a quick break. We're late. Uh, the Super Bowl grass sucked. We now know why. I'll tell that story next. Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. What are you guys laughing at? <laughs> During the break, I just kept thinking of. Michael Jackson screaming. These are his apparently live vocals, TikTok tells us, from a 1997 uh, stop in Munich singing Blood on the Dance Floor. This moment in particular was rich. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I don't know if it's fake. I don't know. I don't know what's real. I bet it's real. I bet it is. In which case, that's unfortunate. I mean that that video is so good. Mike, give me the yell one more time. You got it. Here we go. <laughs> so it's so great. My, the yell is incredible because the yell comes two minutes in. But now scrub to literally any other point 
and this video is so rich because it's chock full of funny stuff. <laughs> That's when he covers the mic. Exactly. Not again. I think it's real. He covers I the mic know. and it sounds perfect. Yeah. Mike, we're it's believers, real. man. I, I think it's real. Anyway. What do you do? All right, anyway, so uh, everybody knows that the Super Bowl uh, field was kind of giving some players some trouble. It was, like, slippery. Yeah, a bunch of the the Eagles kept falling. It's it's strange. It kind of happened to Eagles players more than it did Kansas City Chiefs players. Uh, But a bunch of them, like, put on new cleats and stuff like that. They were really having trouble getting traction on the, the... the grass beneath them. Well, apparently there is a groundskeeper. Um, they call him the sod father. <laughs> George Toma is his name. And that's great. He has either prepared or advised every single, single Super Bowl field. Okay. So he's the sod father. He's the guy that you're going to go to. And he says he knows what happened. He says they watered the hell out of the grass on Wednesday then they rolled it into the stadium and they covered it with a tarp. So obviously that kept the moisture in. But they, this sounds like, like gardening 101, right? Mm-hmm. It, what they should have done was let it dry out in the sun before the game. And so it was slippery. And not only that, you guys, but it started to rot. And it started to emit, like, this horrible odor. They also, I don't know what this means. Maybe you can explain this to me. They also didn't sand the grass enough, and they sanded it too late. Uh, I don't know. This I, it feels like that would just help in, like, drying and taking extra moisture out of it. Uh-huh. I don't know. Adding a little extra traction like sand does on an icy sidewalk? I don't know. Well, George, I'm not the sod father. George claims <laughs> uh, the NFL field director, Ed Mangan, who used to work under him, and he says he didn't take care of it. He wouldn't listen to anybody. This George, the sod father, is 94 years old, it looks like, and he's like, I've had enough. This was my last Super Bowl. I can't take it anymore. Me and the league are finished. They can't tell me what to do anymore. We're done. You can't fire me. I quit. I'm 94. Why am I still working in the first place? Honest to goodness. Well, hey, maybe he finds joy in it. I'll say this. Can you imagine being that guy, though? And you're like, I told you. The sod father? Sod father. Always the sod father. Where you are saying... (laughs) Hey, Ed, we got to do this. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Differently, this isn't going to take. It's not going to work. It's going to fail. And then sitting back and watching the Super Bowl as one player slips and then another player slips. And now seven total players have slipped. And you're thinking, gosh, we knew this was going to happen.
We knew this was going to happen. It's like anytime you're under, look, and maybe Ed Mangan does a great job, and maybe it was an honest mistake or whatever, but we've all been in a situation before where you've had a boss make a suggestion and say, nope, we're doing it this way, and that's their right, right? They've earned that position. But sometimes the foot soldiers, so to speak, know better and know how it's going to play out, and then it's like, we could have avoided this. I told you. Why aren't they listening to the sod father anymore, man? Yeah, that's too bad. I mean, they managed, so that was good. I I guess I didn't realize that every Super Bowl, they bring in brand new turf. Well, I didn't know they did that just a few days before the game, too. And they don't. It varies. This location, um, they have the unique opportunity where they actually can, like you said, they can roll out the entire field, leave it outside, and then roll it back in. Like, that's how they roll it into the parking lot, essentially, and then they roll it back in, um, the entire playing area. The year before that, it was, and actually, um, Lawn Starter has a website, has a fantastic breakdown on every single surface that was used for every single Super Bowl. So I'm looking now. uh, Last year, there was a turf uh, compound. Uh, The year before that, that Tiffway 419 Bermuda, one of my favorite grass, uh, that was used in 2021. More grass the year before that, but then it was field turf, sport turf, another type of uh, field turf, this matrix turf. So they do mix it up just depending on location. Okay. All right. It is interesting. It reminds me of we randomly started watching a video the other day on YouTube of the, at the, uh, I guess, crypto.com arena now formerly the Staples Center in Los Angeles, they were switching out from a Los Angeles Clippers game. The Clippers and the Lakers share the same arena. So they were switching out from a Clippers to a Lakers game, and they had it on time lapse. I mean, good night, Irene. The amount of work. They have to fully lift up this full wooden basketball floor one at a time, switch it out, put the new Lakers floor in. They need to change seats. They don't even use the same hoops. It's nuts. Okay. What are you looking at me all strange for? Okay, so my, I don't they just have to switch out the logo? No, Why do you they have to don't. switch floor out. The whole floor. There's there's all sorts of um, rules. Logos. No, there's logos littered throughout the 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 court. They they also have a different. What's the color wood that you like to use? Different teams can use different color wood for a basketball court it's crazy and don't even get me started on the fact that the la kings also share that arena so you got a hockey team and two basketball teams wow who knew i I know i know don't talk uh let's do game talk okay we'll do that next we're gonna play a game we'd love it if you would play with us uh, we had some loser who called yesterday, I forget, if they wanted to call again, or if any of you else identify as losers, meaning you haven't won a game with us in the last 30 days, 651-641-1071. Call now, play a game, next. All right, we're back. Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment, let's play a little game. It's time to go to college. It's time to attend the College of Pop Culture Knowledge. It's like quiz ball. Three trivia questions to find out who's smarter. Donna. Donna's a smart one. Or Steve. His brain ain't right, but it's fun. And here's your host, Mighty Mike. I want to see how smart you are. We're going to find out that fact. We've got Amy playing along with us today. And the theme for today to celebrate the what would have been 119th birthday of Dr. Seuss. Mm. Dr. Seuss is our theme today. Amy is going to play along. Hi, Amy. Hi there. How are you? I'm good, thanks. 
Good. So, um, where are you calling from, first of all? Columbia Heights. Columbia Heights. Oh, boy, this time of year, tourism bump up? <laughs> no. All right. Sorry. I was trying to... Hey, Amy, let me ask you this. Um, what's going on next in your day? Hopefully, you and I get an opportunity to team up together um, and do some damage. But what will happen after that? I will continue my day of work. Describe your work. You know I need more information than that. Okay, I work from home for an insurance company. There you go. Listen, get it, girl. Get it. So here's the deal, Amy. I don't think I've read a Dr. Seuss book in maybe 50 years. (laughs) I have probably four of them two rooms over from where I'm seated. Who would you like to team up with? Steve, please. Okay, okay, okay wow. Well, okay, she's trying to win a prize today. All right. Amy, you're going to go on hold. And that prize that uh, she is trying to win is a uh, pair of uh, movie passes to see the movie uh, Champions. So uh, we'll okay. uh, see if we can get that for her. Steve, are you ready? I am ready. Let's All do right. this. Again, Dr. Seuss's birthday would have been today. Uh, the two top grossing movies based on Dr. Seuss's work both feature the same character. The top was animated featuring Kember, uh, excuse me, Benedict Cumberbatch voicing the title character. And the live one was 18 years earlier starring Jim Carrey. Who's the character? The Grinch. Jim Carrey also voiced Horton in the 2008 Horton Here's a Who. What kind of animal was Horton? An elephant. The 2003 movie The Cat in the Hat starred a young Dakota Fanning, Alec Baldwin, and another SNL vet playing the lead feline. Mike Myers. I thought we okay. might get into the Lorax with uh, with Danny DeVito, I believe, was in that. Steve Carell. Maybe a tiebreaker. Uh, Amy, there's in. absolutely nothing to correct here, sister. I'm three for three, and you're going to see that movie. Who are you going to take? Uh, I Probably my daughter. Nice. What's your daughter's name? Give her a shout out. Jen. Jen. What up, Jen? Uncle Steve <laughs> just won you movie tickets. We'll All see. Right. Might come down we'll to see. a tiebreaker. Maybe Andy, Donna's going to go we off We might have right to here. bring you back in. We'll see. We're going to put you on hold. Donna can rejoin us here. Hello, hello, hello. Oh, here she comes. Uh-oh, she just plopped food into her mouth, too. Perfect oh, now she's spitting it out. She's spitting out. I, I wasn't guess... expecting you to be that fast. Sorry. That was a chewy gummy candy, wasn't it, Donna? <laughs> sure was, Steve. Oh, I could see the consistency coming out of your mouth. Those things are so good. <laughs> They're so good. I love sugar. Okay. It was quick because Steve's feeling pretty confident. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, but Sorry. It's okay. You could... Uh, have just a good of a performance. We'll find out. We're going to start okay. things off again. This is Dr. Seuss's birthday. We are uh, celebrating with the College of Pop Culture Knowledge. We'll start with this first one. The two top grossing movies based on Dr. Seuss's work both feature the same character. The top was uh, an animated uh, movie featuring Kem- uh, Benedict Cumberbatch voicing the title character. And the live one was from 18 years earlier. And that one starred Jim Carrey. Who's the character? The Grinch. Jim Carrey also voiced Horton in 2008's Horton Here's a Who. What kind of animal was Horton? Horton was an elephant. The 2003 movie The Cat in the Hat starred a young Dakota Fanning, also Alec Baldwin, and another SNL vet as the lead feline. I believe that's Mike Myers. Whoa! She just went right through it. Overtime! Yeah! All right. I don't even have to run through these. You guys nailed them all. Nicely done. Donna, look at you. Thank you. I love Horton Here's a Who. I never know with you two. I know. Oh, boy. (laughs) It's so hard to figure out. Donna, this would be a huge upset. If I both have the lifeline and it's a topic in my wheelhouse, if you do the upset here, this will be the beginning of March Madness, my friend. Mm -hmm. Oh, my gosh. Cinderella story. Can it come true? By the way, Steve has 23 wins. Donna has 19. Amy, you are back on with us. Can you hear us? 
I sure can. All right, I am going to play a song. The oh. second you know who is singing that song, yell out your name, that is going to be your buzzer. And oh, no. if you can answer this question, you will be the winner. Are you all ready? Yeah. May I ask a question? Yes. Are we talking about like the this? Are we looking for a singer name or a character name, or do the we need to figure that out on our own? Name, the, the name s- of the singer. Singer's name. Okay. Are you ready? Not really. I feel nervous now. Okay. All right. Let me make sure. I actually, uh, okay. Here. Donna, we go. are you nervous? Yes. Here we go. Donna. Donna. Uh, that is the Grinch singing You're a Mean One, Mr. Grinch. Who's actually singing the song? You know, the guy, the Grinch guy. Steve. Steve. Thurl Ravenscraft? <laughs> that is correct. <laughs> yeah, it is Thurl Ravenscraft. <laughs> That's not the, Donna, the Grinch is not singing. That's why I clarified before. Yep. Mm-hmm. Let's make sure we're all on the right page here. He said, I need the singer, and then you gave the character. But no, the Grinch does not sing that song, but it is a song about the Grinch in the original animated version of How the Grinch Stole Christmas. And many hey, falsely, Amy. Yeah, go ahead, Amy. Well you, done, Steve. <laughs> did you know Thurl Ravenscraft? I did not, so. <laughs> I mean. That's incredible. I can't believe it. Who would? I guess me. Why do you know it? I think I know it. From did you Google? On... No, I didn't Google it. No, I Ravenscraft. Well, a technically it's... Croft, but yes. All right, okay, yeah, it's kind of an enough. epic name in it human a, history. It is. It's a it's a throwback kind of a name, and um, I just see it when it comes up. You know, like when the song comes up, and then it says the artist name underneath it. I don't know why that is in my brain, but it is. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, my gosh, what a rush. Amy, congratulations. Tell Jenny that Uncle Steve says hi. I will. Thank you so much. All right, stay on the Bye, line. Bye, Amy. Okay, wow. really? Unbelievable. I got super nervous. Let the me just fact say. fact that Mike thought anyone would even know that Anybody answer. Anybody who's is... done radio, who's ever done Christmas time, Thurl Ravenscroft. I, I knew that name. <laughs> Thurl. <laughs> Thurl. <laughs> Did he also do... Um, Thurl. T-H-U-R-L. Thurl. Yeah. T-H-U-R-L, yep. What kind of name is that? Thurl. He did Everybody Wants to Be a Cat from the Aristoc- Aristocats, if you're oh, thinking that of that. Too. I'm looking to see if he also did any of the voices for The Haunted Mansion and at Disney. Mm. Not sure if that's him, but uh, yeah, he is, I mean, quite Oh, it's an voice. Irish name. Okay. Thurl. Unbelievable. Un- oh, Grim, Grim Grinning's Ghost from the Haunted Grim, Mansion. Oh, Grim Grinning Ghosts come out to socialize from the Haunted Mansion. Oh, yeah, this is good. great. Go forward, like, uh, uh, even a few moments. There we go. He's that deep voice in the background. Close your eyes and don't try to hide. I just hate you right now. I just thought it. Let me wait. What are the chances? Steve, he can't even come up with, like, I don't know, Lover Boy. But he comes up with Thurl Ravencroft. You know, let me just say, the, the emotional journey that I went on there, I want to just confess that I was obnoxiously haughty after I went three for three. I didn't even ask Amy to chime in at all. I just congratulated her. I asked her who she was taking to the movies. And that was my first time referencing myself as Uncle Steve in this segment. Then when you go three for three, the nervousness that set in was really like one of those top seeded teams in March Madness feeling great and then storming out of the gates comes the 16 seed. Donna, there was no reason that you should have been in this fight and you killed it. 
You crushed it. And that was... Uh, well, I knew the song was going to be You're a Mean One. I, I was just, thinking it I might was like, be... I'm just going to shout it out and be like, yeah, of course. And I did have a backup tiebreaker in case nobody came up with it. But you, where are you, you Christmas? Already, you know, you already outed it. It was the Lorax is what I was oh. going to say. The next oh. top grossing movie based on a work of Dr. Seuss was the Lorax. So, Damn it. Yeah. Yeah. And I that did an unnecessary flex about the Lorax yeah, yeah. right after I went three for three. It was yeah. very obnoxious. And then I just had pie in my face <laughs> when you came back and tied it up. I mean, I felt that's the most nervous I felt going into a tiebreaker in months. And the fact that from the back of my brain, imagine the person who gets the bad seat at the award show. And then they're like, wait, excuse me. Sorry, they just called my name. I have to go up. That was thorough Ravenscroft coming from the back of my brain to the front where it could actually make it out of my mouth. I'm exhausted. I will be honest. I'm going to mail it in the rest of the show. Well, (laughs) okay. I'm exhausted. The uh, the score is currently 18, me, 24, you. That just came from scorekeeper Kaylee. And uh, tomorrow, Matt Belanger is going to be here in my stead, and he sucks at this game, so you'll probably win tomorrow. Sorry, did I'm you say hoping... 18 when you... It's 23-19 I... oh. is what I've got. Oh, she's got... Oh, who, who said that? Uh, Kaylee Scott. Kaylee Kaylee. Sent, oh, 24-18. Usually defer to her, but... I did feel like things tightened up a little bit quicker. quicker Yesterday you they... said the score, and I was like, boy, dang, that got yeah. close. Kaylee usually awesome. will have... We've she... debated her before, and then she sends receipts. That's why I, I trust her, so I'm going with her. <laughs> but yeah, so we'll wait. I'm sure she'll send receipts and let us know where we've gone awry. <laughs> Meanwhile, I've got a tip, Donna. Okay. And it's a tri-tip, a three-parter. Fine. Meet Everybody dog. Everybody on the show getting tipsy. 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 We have three airplane bathroom tips from a flight attendant, and they are as such. Touch as few surfaces as possible. We'll put that under duh. <laughs> that starts with opening the door. If it's an accordion type that folds in, Push that sucker open with your foot, your, or your elbow, elbow, something like that. Yeah, that's, yeah. yeah. Uh, if you do have to touch the sink handles or the toilet seat, I'm pretty good at using my foot for the toilet seat. Um, use a paper towel or toilet paper as a little barrier. Okay. Keep your shoes on. Uh, double duh? Is someone walking back there? <laughs> earthing? Well, you know people who are like leaving Minnesota and going to the Caribbean. They're They're all just... No, but here's what Changing they mean. Changing into shorts, taking their shoes off. If you took your shoes off to get comfortable, which, let us tell you, is Don't. frowned upon. <laughs> Put those back on before you go to the bathroom. There might be water on the floor. Or yeah. if a guy's been in there before you, <sighs> that ain't water. We have trouble on flat not moving ground. You put us in a situation where my chin is touching my sternum because of the low ceiling and there's turbulence. It's it may as well be at a splash may, pad at this point. May I suggest that when on a plane that men sit down? Thank you. You may suggest anything. <laughs> it's a free country. I mean, that makes perfect sense that you're going to be splattering because of a little bump in the ride. Just yeah. a suggestion. Just I just like to avoid sitting down in that space if at all possible. Although standing up, though, I mean, legitimately, Donna, I have been in situations where, and on like a nice Delta plane, it's I am hunched like this, 
and then I'm like stabilizing, <laughs> like and then it's the getting attic. bumpy. <laughs> yeah, and it's truly like a full curvature, L4 through 7, on a full St. Louis Arch situation. <laughs> uh, finally, don't brush your teeth in an airplane bathroom. The water is not filtered. Do not drink it either, period. No, they actually say that um, you should never drink it because there could be... Um, they've, there's been some E. coli and other bacteria in that water. So they don't really filter that. The, the tank doesn't get cleaned as often as they would like. They just wipe, they top it off rather between flights and they're only required to flush and disinfect it quarterly. Yeah. I'm also suspicious of coffee. Are they using bottled water for coffee? Why are they getting that water? I don't know, but I'll tell you, coffee hits real good in the air. No, it's always bad coffee. I've never had a good cup of coffee on a plane. I don't know, and I love you, but I don't know if you're a good judge of Joe. Wow. I'm just saying. I could tell a bad cup of coffee, that's for sure. You think you could blind taste test different coffees? Like, would you know what Starbucks is versus Caribou versus McDonald's versus a Keurig? I don't. I don't think I could, but I could tell you what's smooth and just the right amount of bitterness. Creamy and delicious. Nope, nope, All and we're right, done I'm now because of off. those trigger okay, words. Um, when we come back, Donna has found some exciting changes that are coming to YouTube. Yes. They have a new big wig in charge, that's right? That's right. Absolutely, uh, and he's got plans. I'll tell you. Hello. We're back. Thank you for listening. Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071, everything entertainment. I got a story here. That has to do with a uh, new bigwig over at YouTube. Now, you might have to help me out with this a little bit, Steve, because we are YouTube TV subscribers, right? Yes, yes, ma'am. So sometimes I get YouTube TV mixed up with YouTube, the app. Totally understandable because it's just kind of confusing. You can watch stuff on YouTube. You can even watch full-length things, but YouTube TV is the... Thing that you pay about 50 bucks a month for roundabout wow and it gives you a it plays like a cable provider would you have a channel guide you can watch live tv you can dvr things etc so under the big youtube umbrella but not where you would watch cat videos right <laughs> exactly okay so this guy put out a letter and he teased some upcoming product features across shorts YouTube TV, podcasting. He's emphasizing support for creatives, finding financial success on the platform, which is nice. That's awesome. Um, so the old CD, Susan uh, Wojcicki? Wojcicki? Mm. I'd like to buy a vowel. There's a lot of J's <laughs> and C's. Um, anyway, she announced that she was stepping down to focus on her family and health and personal projects. So this guy comes in. He said there are new features already in the pipeline, including allowing creators to remix clips and repackage gaming content for shorts mm-hmm. and uh, to record side by side videos next to shorts and YouTube videos so that creators can add their own take on a trend Cool. And join yeah. in with reactions. I think TikTok already has a feature that is that allows this. It's a like a yeah. duet Duets. style. Yep. Yeah. Okay. And that'll split the screen. And then if, for instance, I did the my sweater shrunk video, and then you can have somebody on the other side who's just reacting to it the whole time or something yeah, like that. Yeah, love that. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, that sounds great. Outside of that, he says YouTube is going to continue building out your experience with uh, streaming products like YouTube TV and primetime channels. Uh, They want to support their uh, distribution for NFL uh, Sunday ticket. Uh, They want to make that the best place to watch football. So they'll soon allow users to watch multiple games at once. Um, Subscribers will be able to watch key plays in their main YouTube app. If that interests you. Um, Then they're going to build out tools for fans so that they can interact with the sports content like just by making comments, you know, mm-hmm. and chats and polls. So that's kind of fun. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm, listen, I'm digging YouTube TV. I love YouTube. Um, yeah, it's you, good. It, it's great. It's like easy. It's the, the format is very easy to understand. If you really do like um, traditional cable and that layout, YouTube TV is pretty slick. Yeah. You get your local channels. Yes. Um, and you get all the big dogs, all the ones that you want. Now you still have to do streaming services and stuff like that, but it's 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 a uh, smart platform. Yeah, I think it's the you best know? from what I hear. Um, yeah. But I'm paying closer to like seventy dollars a month after fees and things. Yeah, like that. it it could be more like that. But that's still a lot less money than the cable provider. Sure, and it's a little more straightforward. You know, you kind of understand a little bit easier. What yeah. you've got, what you want. Yeah, I'm all in on YouTube right now because I've got YouTube TV. And then in addition to that, my kids still watch a lot of YouTube. So, um, you know, we used to watch Coco Melon or, you know, all these just little kid videos. And now we still watch some of those with the three-year-old. But then they're also watching trick shots and football drills and um, musical theater videos, all this stuff. It's all right there. Yeah. So we paid for the $15 a month YouTube Premium, which is not for YouTube TV at all, nope. nor is it included in YouTube TV. I think they could do something cool with their pricing where they say, hey, package may, it. Yeah, yeah, it would feel like you were getting a deal, even if you kept it similarly priced. Anyway, you have to do it separately through YouTube. Premium means no more ads ever. And for us, the ads popped up so much on these kid videos, and some of them, no lie, could be. 40, 40 minutes. What? The commercial? Not kidding. No kidding. Where they What a it, scam. It goes into a full infomercial. Full. Are you serious? I'm serious. Like just you're you're thinking, oh, they're all gonna be 30 second ads. You look down and then you're in the kitchen, you're like, wait, why am I not hearing Yo Gabba Gabba anymore? And then you turn and it's like, what is this? This is an ad? How long what? is this? And it plays like a show in your show. So you have to have a trigger finger on that. So anyway, it's the best $15 we ever spent because I I know some of you are like, Steve, you've told us this about 17 times, but I don't deal with ads on YouTube anymore. In addition to that, I also get YouTube music included in that. And Oh, that's cool. That is, so I don't use Spotify anymore. I don't use Pandora. I use YouTube music. And what's cool is then if you're listening in the car, if you're like, you pull up a YouTube video um, about pick whatever your hobby is. Uh, not a, knitting. Not a knit. You can watch, You excuse me, you can listen to a YouTube video and you can turn your phone, power it off. You know what I mean? Not fully power it off, but turn the display off. Usually if you don't have YouTube Premium, even if you have the YouTube app on your phone, once you close your phone, 
that app stops playing. But when you have YouTube Premium, this is a little perk, but it's meaningful. You could play a video all about how to knit, and it's a video that you could also watch on YouTube, but it will keep playing the audio for you even when you turn the display of your phone off. Okay, so when you're playing music, Mm -hmm. are you essentially playing videos? No, no, because it that goes through YouTube Music. Oh. Although on YouTube Music, if you did have your phone in front of you and you wanted to watch the music video, if there is that option, you can it will link it. over to that. But okay. no, it's it, YouTube Music is like its own Spotify, just YouTube's version of it. But it's Got a little it. more enhanced because of how easily it can click into video. But I like that because I listen to a lot of YouTube in the car. I'll listen to you to, to, okay. when I get on like a personal finance kick um, every time I'm in a car. Um, like, how do you do this? What are what are these taxes mean? All that kind of garbage. And by garbage, oh. I mean stuff that I like. OK, I love it. Thank garbage. You, garbage sounded about right. I like the idea of them helping with compensation <laughs> uh, for these creators. I heard you. I do, too. I think to support like the creative community will get people excited to work for you and to put out good products. I'd like to see Instagram and Facebook do this more um, where, but the, the only way that they do that, Instagram tested this. The only way they can do that is with the insertion of ads. So for a while I could just post a random video about whatever. And if I toggled on, it's okay to play ads. Seven seconds of my video would play and then a 10 second random advertisement for whatever. And then the rest of my video would play. And of course the more, plays you get the more money you make because they pay you per click mm. um, and so you could just put yeah. out a video like about the sweater let's say that I posted yesterday and if that did really well you could make like 50 bucks or a hundred bucks on a video and so but then cool. they did away with it Instagram did away with it Facebook did away with it they said don't huh. worry we're gonna come back with something another way to uh, monetize creators but that went away so YouTube is saying hey we're we're moving forward so good for them I like that yeah me too all right when we come back uh, the big Zamboni is gonna have a dirt alert and we'll sample that song that Florence Pugh did with her brother she did some background vocals uh, we'll listen to that too when we come right back on my talk